0: Kyrie Irving gave us some great content the past couple days. Welcome to another episode of the Buckets Mentality Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Kyrie Irving opting in with the Brooklyn Nets. There's a lot to unpack in this scenario. Obviously, the past couple days, Kyrie's been shopping around his value in the open market. He's been trying to see what's cooking. He's given a list of teams that he potentially would want to go to because he wanted the Brooklyn Nets to give him a full max contract. Brooklyn did not give him a full max contract. And when he was testing the open market, he found out that a lot of teams were not really interested in giving him that type of money. And the one team that was pursuing him in a sign-and-trade was the Los Angeles Lakers. And Woj reported that without the ability to find a sign-and-trade deal, Kyrie Irving plans to exercise his $36 million player option for next season, the return to the Nets. And Shams also said that he wanted to uh, finish off his four-year commitment with Kevin Durant. You know, he committed to the Nets for four years. He's going to end up staying and playing out those four years. And then the quote that he asked from Kyrie Irving says, normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall, A-11 even. That's what what Kyrie Irving said. So very, very interesting. You know, obviously, I've talked about this a little bit in the past, thinking that he would sacrifice $30 million to go play with the Lakers, as Shannon Sharp called it, hustling backwards. I never thought that was going to happen. But I did think there was a chance that the Lakers could acquire Kyrie via a sign-and-trade. There would need to be a third team involved to try to get off of that Russell Westbrook contract. But there's just more and more proof in the pudding, that Russell Westbrook is going to be a Los Angeles Laker next year. And the Russell Westbrook trade continues to get worse and worse with time. Obviously, he had a terrible season for the Lakers, inefficient. He really didn't do anything on the basketball court at a high level. Literally, the team was terrible. Like It was about as bad as something could have gone in terms of a sign and trade, especially looking at the way Kyle Kuzma played. For the Washington Wizards this year, Russell Westbrook didn't do anything near the level of expectations. And the bar continued to get lower and lower for Russell Westbrook throughout the season. He continued to fail to meet that bar. And now, because Russell Westbrook is under contract for $47 million, making more money than LeBron James and Anthony Davis, there wasn't able to be enough cap space for a Kyrie Irving sign-and-trade type of situation. And no other team was willing to take on Russell Westbrook's terrible horrendous contract even though he's on an expiring contract there still wasn't going to be able to be the amount of assets needed to complete the transaction with the Brooklyn Nets so unfortunately the Lakers missed out on that opportunity because they had to get this Russell Westbrook and next season now for the Los Angeles Lakers they're going to continue to struggle to Find a path to contention as long as Russell Westbrook is on the roster. As good as LeBron James and AD can play, you know, they can only do so much, especially when the rest of the roster is going to be filled out mostly with minimum players. And then you're going to have a point guard that's on the decline, that is not a defender. He can't shoot. You know, he's struggling to even finish around the basket, he can't shoot mid range. Like, what can he do well in the basketball court? He can get you some rebounds, even though the Lakers as a team were still a terrible rebounding team. Theoretically, he can pass, even though he's way too turnover prone and decision-making with the basketball is not good. So basically in 2022, Russell Westbrook basically does nothing for you on either end of the floor. So that's what the Lakers are going to have to deal with, eating that much of their cap space next season. Darwin Ham is going to be the coach and I, and I like that uh fit for them i said darvin i mean darvin ham <laughs> uh he's gonna be a good piece for them in terms of the coaching get the mentality right the mindset of the stars try to find ways to utilize him but darvin ham has been talking about using russell westbrook as a defensive minded player like theoretically with his athleticism with the tenacity that he plays with he should be able to be a good defender but IQ-wise and just overall positioning and effort and want to and just knowing where he needs to be, he just is not giving that on the defensive end. So I I don't know how you're going to get that out of him, especially when Frank Vogel was a defensive-minded coach and couldn't get that out of him. Obviously, I think Darvin Ham's going to have a better relationship with Russ. Maybe Russ will listen to him more, but still I don't see him being like someone that he's not, and he really hasn't been for most of his career. For the Brooklyn Nets side of thing, not everything is peaches and roses. It's going to be a hilarious season next year for the Brooklyn Nets with KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons. They have all the talent in the world to contend. They're clearly in a much better position on that front than the Los Angeles Lakers. But by the same token, Kyrie is only signed through next season, and he has a chance to enter the free agency market and see what he's going to get. At that point, Russell Westbrook's contract will be up, so potentially a move to the Lakers is possible, but he's giving it one last dance. They need Kyrie to be committed and be healthy and play most of the season. Same thing with Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons. Hopefully he can fit in with those other two, but in addition to those three, they're going to need to see what the role players are going to be like, hopefully see what happens with Patty Mills, bring him back, They got Joe Harris, who should be coming back off his injury. They need more defense. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. As good as Ben Simmons is on that end of the floor, they still need more versatile defensive pieces alongside him. you got Claxton in the middle. But just having Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant is not going to be good enough defensive unit. So I do think they need to bulk up their defense just a little bit. And... You just have those three on the court and see what happens. I still don't know if Brooklyn is a championship team. I still think they just on paper look better than they may be in all practicality. But we'll see what happens with the Eastern Conference. You still got the Milwaukee Bucks, they should be fully loaded. You got the Boston Celtics. You got Philadelphia making some extra moves, looking at PJ Tucker and some other guys to try to retool their roster. Miami Heat could potentially be active, but. A lot of the contenders were really trying to jump on KD's potential availability if Kyrie was to leave, and now that's not really going to happen. A team like the Phoenix Suns, they had a sign-and-trade potentially with DeAndre Aid, Mikhail Bridges, figure something out there, try to get a big three in Phoenix. He could have gone to the Miami Heat. He could have gone to teams like the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, There were a lot of teams that potentially could have jumped on KD. Now that's not going to happen, obviously. Is going to be back with the Nets. So we'll see a lot of pressure on Kyrie to stay available and to secure himself a long-term contract and get paid the way he deserves to be paid. And for KD, a lot of pressure to make sure Kyrie can stay and make sure that they can build this into a championship team because now this is going to be year four of this process obviously the first year Katie and Kyrie were hurt for most of it and there's been injuries throughout the time but that's not the end-all be-all excuse you know there's been some other things that haven't really gelled as well as people would have hoped and it's now it's just time to see results Katie you just saw Stephen Curry win the championship last year the Golden State Warriors get it done and now it's your turn to actually win a championship outside of the Golden State Warriors. That is something for your legacy that people want to see. And if you retire without a championship outside of that Golden State team that already won a championship before you arrived, I mean, I don't really think people care what the optics are going to be like or, oh, poor Kevin Durant. No, you you got to get it done. You know, all these other greats, you look at what Steph Curry has done without you, he's won two championships. You look at what Kobe did without Shaq, he won two championships. LeBron James without D-Wade has won two championships. It's not unfair to say that KD, we expect you to win at least one championship without Stephen Curry. And, and that doesn't mean you can't have help. That doesn't mean you still can't have Kyrie and Ben Simmons. But just to see you do it in a different situation, in a different environment, and to be, those other guys have been the best players on a championship team before. Can you definitively say that KD has been the best player on a championship team? I cannot say that, and I definitely can't say that he was the centerpiece of a championship team. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see what happens with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, It will be fun and entertaining basketball next year. Hopefully those guys can stay healthy. But the NBA offseason just got a lot less interesting because a lot of those teams that could have potentially been players are not going to be involved so, and the free agency market is relatively dry. You got Bradley Beal, you got Zach Levine, DeAndre Ayton. Those are kind of the bigger names, but we'll see what happens. That's going to do it for me. I'm out, y'all. Peace.